We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the make? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. What's good? What's good? Thanks for tuning in to Rampage Radio Podcast and allowing us to be a part of your day or the time that you're listening to us right now. Uh, my brother still hasn't had an opportunity to really get on the mic here lately simply because his job and he's got a little boy and uh, schedules are just not the same. However, I will tell you guys that the good news is you're not out of the playoff picture yet. But the bad news is you will be very soon if you don't start winning some games. That's just going to leave it quite frank. Nobody's going to argue that. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Rams can't pull out a six-game winning streak or a seven-game winning streak because they can. They have the talent to do it. They have, I don't want to say necessarily the personnel because the offensive line is your biggest weakness. It's been the biggest weakness since day one of week one. And if you want to argue that, you're allowed to, but I will not agree with you if you say that is not the case. Because quite simply, it is the case. No one has any leg to stand on to say that the offensive line is not the weakness of this team. Well, Jared Goff has not been... Man, calm down. Calm down. Jared Goff is fine. Jared Goff is okay. Does he miss passes? Yes, every quarterback does. Has he been worse this year than last year? 
Yes, he has. But it ain't on him. I'm not going to give the guy an out. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's been bad because he hasn't been bad, but I'm not going to sit here and say let him off the, or let him off the hook either because he's just not as good this year. But it goes to show you that if you do not have five guys up front that can block for you against a good pass rush or any pass rush, then you will not be successful, period. You will not be able to be as accurate as you would like. And he is not Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. He is not going to create off-schedule plays and extend plays like those guys do. He is purely a pocket passer. That is what he is. Everyone knows that. But to sit here and say that he has regressed, I don't believe that is accurate. I don't think that that is the right thing to say. How can you say that? Well, the stats say this, that, and the other. I understand. I completely comprehend that. And that's why I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I can't believe you would say that because uh, it's because of the offensive line. No, he has not been as good. But that is not the problem here. The problem is your woeful offensive line who has just become even more woeful than what they were. Stop it. Stop trying to say that golf is the problem. Well, man, you're just defending him like, yeah, you're right. I am defending him because he is a good quarterback. He is a tier two quarterback. And if you look at the numbers from last year, he could. It was arguable that he was an elite quarterback last year. And that's because the offensive line had zero injuries the previous two series. Series. Seasons. Zero injuries. What has happened to Havenstein? What has happened to Whitworth? Maybe the age is starting to take a little toll. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's the reason why. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not the reason why either. That's not for me to judge. What I can judge is that he is getting beat more often this year than he was the past two seasons. You got to fix it. He knows that. Every guy that's in that locker room that plays on the offensive line knows that they have to be better. And Brian Allen was not good this year. Well, we're seeing him, you know, kind of make some more plays and improve. And what? What? Says who? You're going to believe that baloney? I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that Brian Allen has improved this year. I haven't seen that. I've seen that dude get pushed back in the lap of golf so many times that if I had a dollar for every one of them, I'd have a McDonald's meal covered every day of one week for sure <laughs> and I'm not talking about McChicken sandwiches and I'm not even a McDonald's guy but that just goes to show you that there's more times than I can count where I've seen that guy get beat over and over again more times and it's not just against a very good offensive line that guy has struggled all season long and so is the guy to his right. 
Austin Blythe, who we're about to see play center for the remainder of the season. And don't forget that Austin Blythe came out of nowhere to be a starter in the first place. That's why they got rid of Jamon Brown. Because of that guy. Austin Blythe. And now, you look at the whole right side and it's like, man, what is happening? But it ain't just the right side, y'all. It's the entire unit up front. And granted, David Edwards has played decently well. I don't know if you guys check the numbers and the stats and go back and watch and make your own uh, assessments as far as grades like Pro Football Focus does and things like that, but he's gotten better. I don't know if he's a long-term answer. Maybe. We haven't seen enough. There's not enough quote-unquote tape, and there's definitely not a track record to speak of like there is Whitworth. But the unit is very bad right now, guys. And I don't know how anybody can really feel comfortable with that line moving forward. And that's why I think the Rams miss out on the playoffs this year. I said a couple of weeks ago, this team is going to make the playoffs. Well, you know what? I'm going to eat crow. I feel like, again, I don't, I'm not saying that they can't go on a run and they can't pull out a wild card spot, but there are some better teams than the Rams. And if you watched the Seattle and San Francisco game a few nights ago, you saw two teams that were playoff ready right now. And we've heard McVay say we don't want to peak at the wrong time. Not just him, but everyone knows that. You don't want to peak at the wrong time. And there is such a thing as peaking. Just like the 9-7 and seven Giants when they beat an undefeated Patriots team in the Super Bowl. They peaked at the right time. So you don't want to peak at the wrong time. But man, the first eight games have not been promising for the Rams organization. And as a fan, you're just like, oh my gosh. But they are still five and four, which is, I mean, it's serviceable. I guess it's admirable. It's a winning record. There's been a bunch of seasons where the Rams haven't even had a winning record, especially over the last, 10, 12 years. So it's really hard to complain, but that's what we do as fans. That's what we do when the cycle of seasons come around and around and around because, again, unless you're the Patriots, things happen and you're not as good as you were. But the Patriots are some some way, somehow, and you guys know how I feel about it, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, that's the reason, that's the why behind the what as to why those guys are so competitive year in and year out. But the Rams are not that. And right now they are down. And they banked on having the entire offensive, same offensive line that they felt like going into training camp, that they banked that this line was going to be able to take them to the promised land. Well, don't see that happening. And yes, there have been a ton of injuries. Something the Rams have been very blessed to not have had for the past few seasons, as I already mentioned. But these guys are not as good as the starters, the guys that are about to play. Otherwise, they would have started and been on rosters and all that stuff. So I do believe that if you're being honest with yourself, as I feel like I am with myself, the offensive line is 
is your main problem and will continue to be the main problem for the duration of this season. The playoffs live or die with the offensive line because your defense is awesome. Your defense is a playoff caliber defense. Arguably, they're in the top five, I would say. And I don't think I'm being biased. I really truly I haven't looked at the numbers. I didn't look at all that riffraff. You know what? I'll look at that right now. Let's see. So points given up right now, they're 15th, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, giving up 21.2 per game. Yards, they're 11th, allowing 331 yards. Like with the pass, they're 17th. So of that 331 yards, 240 of them are against a pass, and then they're sixth against the run, only allowing 90 yards rushing per game. So the defense, I think they're top five. I mean, <laughs> judging by these numbers on NFL.com, maybe that's not top five numbers, but the defense is what's held this team somewhat together because this show ain't the offense. And that's crazy because offensively, they fared a little bit better amongst the league. They're 10th with 25 points. They're 12th with 375 passing yards. That's not a surprise. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they would have been in top five in that as much as Jared Goff has thrown the football this year because we sure don't run it. Rushing yards were actually 96.2 yards a game, and that's 20th. And wow, 96? That doesn't seem right. I, you know, I don't see enough running plays to warrant it to 96.2. You know, that's the average, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just you look at the team and you're just like, why is this team not as good as they were last year? And again, <laughs> but you don't have to look far. Again, is your offensive line. And I've beat this dead horse so much, but it's so true because you can't win if you can't block. And this team cannot block. So prepare to see yourselves getting angry because the Rams offensive line cannot block the opposing defensive linemen. And especially against teams like the 49ers and Seattle. You ain't going to be able to do it, y'all. I'm telling you right now. So I, as it sits right now, if I were a betting man, I would not bet that the Rams make the playoffs. I just wouldn't do it. Because to be quite frank with you, we play some pretty good teams. And these teams have pretty good records, except for the Bears and the Cardinals, who you have twice. And I'd like to say that the Rams should beat the Bears, but I thought that they should have beat the Steelers and that didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? Well, it wasn't because of your defense. Again, it's because your offensive line can't block nobody. And the Bears ain't no different. They got a good defensive front seven, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if we drop this game. And if we drop this one, you can show bet that we'll be out of the playoffs. Almost guarantee it. Not mathematically right now, obviously. But if you can't beat the Bears because they're four and five and you're at home, then there's a problem. Then you got the Ravens, 7-2. Then you're at the Cardinals, who are 3-6 and six right now. Then you're home against Seattle, who's 8-2. and two. Then you're at Dallas, who's 5-4. and four, Another team that you are better than, 
personnel wise for the most part. <laughs> but who knows? Then you're at San Francisco, who's eight and one, and then you're back home to wrap up the season against the Cardinals. So right now, if I had to bet, and I'm not a betting man, make that very clear. And if I had to bet, I would say we beat the Bears, we lose to the Ravens, we beat the Cardinals, we lose to Seattle, we beat the Dallas, we lose to the Niners, and we beat the Cardinals again. Out of the playoffs. Which is why, as it sits, I do not believe that we will make the playoffs. And part of the reason is, obviously, you can't even throw the ball off of play action. Because you can't run the ball, or your coach is not choosing to run the ball. Todd Gurley did very well for the amount of carries that he had. And surprisingly, he had a lot of success on the right side of that line this past week against the Steelers. But Jared Goff, look, he led the NFL last year with 15 pass touchdowns off of play action. Do you know how many he has this year? Zero. Not one. You know how many attempts he has this year? 94, which ranks second most among play-action attempts. There are 36 quarterbacks with a play-action pass touchdown this season. Jared Goff, not one of them. So there is a lot of warranted questioning when it comes to McVay's play calling, why we're not running the ball. I am in that camp. I, I don't understand why... We don't run the ball. And I remember last year questioning the same thing, why we got away from the run. And that was when Todd Gurley was healthy. So I don't quite understand why we don't run the ball. I've, I'm definitely a run-first-minded person. I like to see uh, the offense establish a running game. But obviously, I've come to grips with the fact that that is just not what McVay does. I can bash it. I can hate it all I want to. But the fact is, the guy likes to throw the ball, and it's obvious within the statistics, and even if there were no statistics, if statistics weren't even a thing, you could just watch the game and see that McVay likes to throw the ball, clearly. So that's just shocking stuff to me about the play action and stuff. I mean, it's mind-blowing because they were so good last year, and you can, at least me, I take for granted how good they are or how good they were last season, you know, because you're in the moment, you're, it's a wild ride, things are going great, just like the Niners fans are now. And then we, and then you come back down to earth when you have a few injuries, and then not even counting that, but your front office looks like it's missed on the interior of the offensive line right now. And it's like a big miss. And that is what's hurting you, and that's what's going to continue to hurt you for the remainder of the season. So uh, before I go, keep going here. Hey, listen, again, thank you guys for listening to the uh, podcast here. You can check us out at Rampage Radio Pod on Twitter. We are a part of Rams Talk Network, which is at Talk Rams. Be sure to check out Rams Undisputed, Butting Heads, and Rams Brothers. We all love Rams stuff. Uh, and I got to drop that in there. But before I keep going, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
All right. So, you know, there's not really much more to say about the offensive line. There's just really not, and the offense in general. You hope to get Cooks back. Who knows what his status is? He ain't playing this week. And you got Josh Reynolds back in there who's, you know, he did his admirable job last year. And I say admirable, and I like that word, obviously, because I've said that quite a few times. But he did a good job when Cooper Cup went down last year. And so far, he hasn't really done a whole lot this year, and which is crazy <laughs> because as many times as Jared Goff has thrown the football, you would hope to see some kind of chemistry there, and you just really haven't. And the fact that Cooper Cup didn't even have his touch last week was just mind-boggling. It was it was insane. The whole game last week against Pittsburgh was just abysmal offensively. And defensively, they do everything they can to keep you in the game, to allow you to be successful, but your offense is just incompetent, which is crazy because as I, I just read off the stats that they're scoring like 25 points a game almost, and that's just nuts because it sure doesn't seem like that, and it definitely does not look like that. <laughs> I mean, gosh, but your defense is good, man. And now you're like, well, we're going to have to pay Fowler. We're going to have to pay so-and-so. We're going to have to Brockers. I mean, dude, it's almost like we might not be able to keep Fowler now as much as I love Fowler because I do. I love what he brings to that defensive line. I love his motor. I love everything about that guy. He's what Chris Long should have been. But Chris just wasn't. Obviously, it's a different scheme and things like that. But Fowler's an animal, man. And that one-year prove-it deal is going to make him a lot of money somewhere. And I hope it's with the Rams. But right now, as it sits, I don't want it. I'd rather have the offensive lineman. Especially because you don't have two first-round picks. You don't have a first-round this year and next year. So, but the defense is, is good. And the cornerback position is playing well since Ramsey comes over. He's going to get a new deal from us. That's a fact. Write that down. We all know it. It's coming. Taylor Rapp is playing pretty well. It's going to be nice to get John Johnson back eventually. Troy Hill's done a decent job. The linebackers have done a decent job. Troy Reader is not playing as much anymore. Um, and you don't even know what's going on with the other linebackers in the middle because Corey Littleton's just manning it up. And he hasn't been like lights out because he hasn't really had to. It's crazy. But the defensive line as a whole has been pretty good. And now you're seeing Greg Gaines get a little bit more action as well. I really like Brockers. I really like what he's done this year. And obviously, AD99 is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Everyone's already saying it. And I'm actually coining him. And this is not being biased. I'm actually saying that he's the best one to ever do it at that position. Bearing injury? few more years like this? Yeah, no doubt. Better than Warren Sapp. Better than any other defense. And then I say Warren Sapp because he's the guy that I that I remember the most off the top of my head right now. I'm sure there's better guys than him. Obviously, Vince Wolfork was a different animal. And then you got Pot Roast. He used to play with the Denver Broncos. So, But AD, he, he's been stellar. I, I mean, come on, man. And, and then Morgan Fox has been pretty good too when he's played. At the end of the day, your defense is not what's hurting you. It's your offense, and it's in particular the offensive line. Um, you know, I sit here right now on this Thursday night, 
Gonna go watch the Browns play a little bit. Thank God we're not them. And I'm thankful because, again, I've been through so many seasons where this team, this franchise has been bad, and you didn't even really get mad anymore. It was like, all right, let's go watch the first half and see if they can compete. And if they don't, then you turn it off and you don't watch the second half, and you just go and do go about your business on your Sunday afternoon and enjoy it, whether that's family or working in the yard or whatever it may be. Um. But this team, man, I, I, it's just like a wasted year almost because of the offensive line issues. And I said I wasn't going to say anything else about it, and I'm not, but it's just really disappointing that you kind of put all your eggs in that one basket uh, of rolling with the guys that you had and the draft picks that you made last season. And it's just really unfortunate and because it's not, again, it's not golf, man. And there's some people that are saying, oh, maybe it's time to see what so-and-so's got, or maybe it's time to do this or that. No, it, it's it's not, guys. It's not. What it's time for is you to alter your offensive game plan, i.e. McVay. You got to change some stuff up, dude. You know, the quick slants, the three-step drops, because every play that we have, it's like so long developing that, you're almost putting your offensive line in a bad spot in the first place because you know they're not going to be able to block nobody longer than three seconds. So you're asking for incomplete passes. You're asking for sacks, which actually hasn't happened very much this year. And you're asking for just bad bad reads and things from Goff because he has no time to survey the land. Cannot do that because you're busy running for your life or staring down a receiver because that's all you're going to have time to throw the ball to your first read. But again, it's, it's just upsetting because the talent is there everywhere else, it seems. And this offensive unit was a juggernaut last year, except for the Super Bowl, really. And this year, they just haven't been that. And yeah, I hope that they do hit a stride. I really, really do. I really hope that the offensive line can begin to gel and we can see some continuity and guys can start picking up the stunts and not getting beat on pass rush moves just out on the on the from the tackle position from the you know the tackles I should say that didn't come out very well what i'm saying is the defensive ends against our tackles not getting beat by speed rushes there it is that's what i'm trying to say slow it down j rob come on bro but you'd like to see that happen. The continuity of the offensive line, them, them not really getting bent over backwards and jacked up because that's what it's been all season. And unfortunately, I believe that's what it's going to be, which leads to, as I said, not making the playoffs. I think that we have a chance. Of course we have a chance. We're five and four. You went into this next week or this in a few days from now. Well, then you're six and four, you know, and then you got the Cardinals twice, seven and eight. That's eight wins right there. But you got to beat the difficult teams, the Seahawks, the Niners, the Ravens. Don't think you beat the Ravens. I said that last week, and I still think that today ain't going to stop Lamar Jackson. That dude's on a different level right now in the MVP conversation with dangerous Russ Wilson. That guy, he's. 
Man, where would the Seahawks be without that guy for the past five, seven, well, don't even say five, seven years. However long that news been in the league, where would that team be? Not where they are right now. Coach Carroll's great, I guess, but <laughs> it's Russell Wilson. He did it again this past week. Almost led him to a game-winning drive again. Dude is so good, but you got to be able to beat those teams. And I just don't think the Rams have it in them. Not right now. I mean, you can beat anybody on any different any given day. You can beat anybody. Anybody can beat anybody. But uh, it's just unfortunate, man, because you feel like this season is just kind of... And I'm not moping here. Don't get it twisted, guys. I'm not moping. I'm not sad and bent out of shape. I'm just stating the facts. And the facts are, you're not as good as these teams. For quite a few reasons. But anyway, I'm going to cut it short here. Thanks, you guys, for uh, and gals for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. I'm J-Rob. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope the Rams come out with a victory. Hopefully, we can take care of Chicago at home. And, and, and don't remember this, too. The Rams have a lot of primetime games coming up. And it's either going to be embarrassing or competitive. And you hope for the latter. Uh, because they, they have the personnel to do it most, you know, outside of the interior of the offensive line. But let's just hope for a victory this week. Take a game by game, guys. Yep, that's yep, that's right. And hopefully they can take care of the Chicago Bears because that is also a train wreck. <laughs> so play good defense, establish a run, and uh, go get a dub. All right, thanks for checking it in. Rampage Radio Podcast, I'm signing out. Deuces. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.